0: Welcome again to Coleman on Purpose, the podcast that I've created for a purpose. I want to thank you all for coming back and joining me for another chapter of my podcast. As you can tell, my voice sounds a lot better than the last chapter, and I'm feeling much, much better. Thank you for all your prayers and wishes and all of that stuff. I really, really appreciate that so very much. It's been a wonderful week. I'm back to work again, and I feel great, and it's been an interesting week. Even with this chapter of my podcast approaching, this was recorded back in November of last year, this specific one, maybe the beginning of December, end of November, beginning of December, and it's a very interesting podcast because like I was saying the last time, I really let a lot of things out that I really this time didn't really... I couldn't hold back. You know, it had a lot to do with my visit and um, just having some time with uh, old family members of mine and everything over Thanksgiving. And I just had some certain feelings about it. So this is nothing like if you're listening to it and you are a family member or anything like that, I don't. I always am concerned about how people are going to take things, but these are my experiences and these are things that I go through as a person. So I just want to put that little disclaimer out there. Before this is played, this was a while back. Uh, I went through a lot of, like I said, therapy is is great for me because it helps me to walk through these things. So as you're listening, please take that into consideration. Um, this has been a great week for me also because I was actually able to open up to the fact of my mind being just renewed again and just things really clearing the way. When you have a lot of time on your own or by yourself, it's like your mind kind of takes these new spaces sometimes. And I am not a big person all the time on you know, astrology, numerology, and I was even talking to one of my friends, and this has a lot to do with what this episode is about, which he kind of tried to box me in and was like, you know what? It doesn't really sound like a you know, Christian thing or anything like that if you believe in like numbers or seeing signs like that you're supposed to believe you know and when people start to try to box me in I'm very resistant to that now it's like I'm automatically on the you know I just want to, to, to duke it out and I was just basically explaining that I had seen these signs of uh, like 333 three, three. I had been seeing that over and over I saw like five times the other day younger and and I was like I do sometimes use those signs as my spirit just trying to tell me or or God just trying to let me know think about these things you're in the right place someone is with you I'm with you God is with you and moments like that and i know it's kind of strange and people are like well that's just a coincidence I don't look at it like that I look like i am beginning to just feel like I am on the right track. It's letting me know, keep doing what you're doing. And that's why I'm on here today. And I'm like, I'm getting up this Sunday morning, recording this, getting this out here as quick as I can so that people can really feel what I'm saying. And I appreciate all of you that have listened and responded. Whenever someone responds and lets me know that it resonated with them, I'm telling you the feeling is is wonderful because I know that I'm I'm on the right track. So I want you to really sit down and hear this Chapter out. This is chapter five and it is entitled That's My Evil Twin. Like I said, this comes from Megan Trainer's song Evil Twin, but this had a lot to do with uh personality. That's what it really is dealing with. So enjoy this chapter five. I'm also gonna come back on if you stick around towards the end and I gotta give some comments because um a lot of things that have been happening in our world today. It would I would be remiss if I did not talk about uh, my thoughts on it And I'm just going to explain where I'm at on on a lot of these things that are that are going on So enjoy chapter five. That's my evil twin All right, everyone it's time for my truth I'm getting so used to using this system to like record all of my Chapters on here because I'm like recording all of my truths ahead of time and you know, I recorded this whole thing one time and I guess it never captured the entire first time I did it. So maybe it was meant for me to have it this second time around. This is the one that you were supposed to hear. So, anyway, <laughs> today uh, we're going to be delving into more of that double life that I talked about um, in my first chapter. If you get a chance to go back and listen to Church Boy Gone Bad, that was the very first chapter that I did. Um, in the My Truth series and you got to listen to it because it kind of ties in with what I'm going to talk about today. So nevertheless, I feel like nowadays what I did back then as far as living that double life has become like a normal for so many people today. It's, It's not uncommon for people to have these two personalities in certain settings and then have a totally different personality on the other side. You basically present your image for society that is this perfect looking creation. But in all reality, you have the same insecurities and the same problems as everyone else. I have a story to tell you, and I want to talk about it today because it was a very crucial part of my life. And it helped me to grow into where I am now. I remember one summer during college. I wanted to stay up in Toledo. I went to the University of Toledo and I wanted to stay up there for the summer because I wanted to work and get money for the next semester coming up. So I didn't, usually I went home and visited my parents in Ohio for the summer or worked at a camp or did something like that for the summertime. But this time I wanted to stay up there, handle some responsibilities and, and be there. But we had to move out of the dorms in order for us to, you know, We had to move out of our dorms. We couldn't stay in the dorms all summer or we had to get summer housing. But since I wasn't taking any summer classes that year, I had to move out and had to maybe find a place. So I ended up talking with the pastors of the church that I was going to there in Toledo. And they told me that I could stay with them. They were gracious enough to let me stay with them for the entire summer. I had a little basement basement situation downstairs which they let me stay at um, in order to be with them for the you know for the summer and then I could go and I could work and I could make money and do everything that I needed to do to stay in Toledo for that summer so I I held pastors or I hold pastors to a higher standard at times Um, and even during that time I was always holding them to this high standard but that summer it changed so many things for me in my life during that time. I I watched how they moved. I watched all of the different things that went on in that house that summer. And I started to look and I was like, oh my goodness, these are normal people. It finally clicked that these pastors that I held to such a high esteem and I said these are you know we have to you know they don't do anything wrong they pray out anything that's going on and if if anything comes up they're praying and they don't get into these type of arguments of course during that time I knew that things happened but it wasn't so out front I thought that that maybe they were going to put on this front for the entire summer but when you're living with somebody for an entire summer things are going to come and happen that are not you know that are not planned so it clicked to me that they have disagreements they have sensitive moments they struggle at times and all of these things were normal life so it still hadn't set in even being with them for that summer i still was trying to be this church guy this church man like just into god all of these things and putting on this front and this face for everybody that This is how I am. So it still took me after seeing that, but it opened my eyes for the first time to the realness outside of church and outside of the hey bro, hey sis in church, all of that stuff. It helped me to see more of that. So it kind of brings me back to this thing about how celebrities live their lives and they put on this performance for all of us to see. They are this this grand person when they when they pop out of somewhere. So we're we're so accustomed to seeing them in these performances that we start to perform ourselves like the people that we see or we look up to. It's like we're not necessarily mimicking them, but we're just trying to. Oh, they have this life that looks so perfect. Let's go ahead and let's try to model that or use some of the things that they do in order to be this person or this grandiose person that everyone needs to see and it's become the norm it's become the norm i just as i look and i see how many people do this on a day-to-day basis it's it blows my mind that that is what the world has come to and it's there's only that few unique you know those those few unique people who are trying and I'm not saying that people are not unique, but I'm saying that there are people that are born to stand out, that are born to be different, that are born to not conform or fall into the 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 all all the boxes that this world would try to put you in. So last year at Thanksgiving, I had a, din- a dinner with some family members and in that area, I felt so out of place. My whole demeanor, my aura changed. It's like I reverted back into this nervous, quiet self that I am way far from. I think I was discussing a little bit of this in the previous episode also, and I feel like I do this in situations in which I'm uncomfortable, so I change kind of myself in order to kind of Uh, just kind of slide by and be, you know, just within the conformities of what other people will allow me to be. So I, of course, in this situation felt uncomfortable. I felt like an awkward person. Um, And I feel like I turn into this awkward person when I don't know who to bring to the table, when I'm when I'm not sure of how to act around certain people. And I I have developed this strong dislike for being able, for not being able to be authentic. I feel like it's weird. I feel like it's a stressful thing. Anybody that has to conform to fit into to awkward things, I just feel like it's unfair to the individual. And I don't mean to be that way when I'm just around those family members, but it's just that I don't think I found myself totally in the comfort of that grouping or those those family members you know I could always be myself around you know my grandmother I could always be myself around uh you know my immediate family but when it comes to those outside sources that I'm not around all the time we we all have different ideologies we all have different morals we all have different uh ways of thinking. So when I'm thrust into that, I'm not comfortable with it because usually I was with my parents and I had them as like a buffer during that time to kind of just, okay, somebody similar to me, they have, they're not all the way like me. Of course, my family, we, we differ in different ways, but at least it's something I'm comfortable with. So I think that there is this, this thing that, that even with a family member, you should always be able to feel comfortable around of course your blood you should always be able to feel that way but I think it's something inside of me that is trying to figure out what I am and what I need you know and it's hard to say that sometimes because we want to think that we have it all figured out in all reality it's not always like that so it's it's basically why I'm in therapy now. It's the reason why I feel like we have to normalize being in therapy. I do it on a bi-weekly basis, and I think it's important to do that. That's why I wanted to do this on purpose show is because I wanted to let others see that it's okay to be real you don't have to be on 24 7 like pop 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 you know some people believe that as an actor or something like that or people that are in the business of entertainment or just outside of the norm they just feel like they have to be this person in order to be something and that's to me that that can be stressful at times and there are some people that are born to be like that but there are those down times. And that's what I had to realize even about living with my pastors at the time is because they were always on at church and when they come home, they were just normal people, normal, living their lives, sitting on the couch, watching TV. It's yeah, they're not just sitting up, reading the Bible all day long, just on their knees praying. No, they were regular people. So I wanted to do this because I wanted others to know that even when everybody's trying to maybe maybe make a podcast that's like popping or doing something that people want to hear realness also it's not just always the entertainment or funny laughing david that i present for security like i do that for security sometimes i want to be funny or just come on real animated because it makes me feel like okay i'm a little bit secure i'm out of i'm outside the box but i'm presenting this this person, which in all reality, how I'm talking to you right now is how I would talk to anybody on a regular basis. So I wanted them to meet that thinker, David, that mind, that mindful David, the overthinker, David is the other, you know, the version, cause I do overthink. And that's why I use that security blanket of just presenting something that people will like so that, you know, I can be accepted, but I wanted to express the insecure david which i am at times and at times i'm a loner i'm that loner david even though there are people that i know i do tend to to be alone and and that is fine also but you still do need a inner circle or a core to help you through times of of toughness or different things that you have to go through there's so many compacted things to me and i wanted to make sure that that was brought forth in this podcast so i called these alternative versions of ourselves and that's why i named this title that's your evil twin i call them our evil twins and some of us have many evil twins let me not even i mean i'm not saying it's crazy but some of us have many different versions of that we present to others like we have to do it and i think society has set it up that way that we have to do that because when we go to work of course we're a different person nobody comes to work and it's like yes how may i help you yes oh can i help you with anything nobody comes and nobody is like that 24 7 so society has set it up that way that we have to we can't normally be ourselves and I used to think about this sometimes because when I worked uh, in customer service and having to talk on the phone and stuff like that you have to put on a little bit more proper way of speaking well I learned how to do that through school so you learn how to kind of talk and nobody could really tell who was talking because of the way I was talking this is how I normally talk right now and some people think that it's way proper but there's also a way of me like if I get around certain people it starts getting a little bit more loose and a little bit more like this and so it's there is a balance with it all that's all I have to say there's a balance with how what you present as long as you're still staying true to who you are authentically I would say continue doing what you're doing but if you find yourself stressed out about how you're having to present yourself to somebody then that's not you and it's not authentic so it definitely is a journey trying to find that real me in the midst of trying to be this different person for different people but I promise the older that I get the less that I care about pleasing others and I want to show them authentically who I am the older I get I just want to show you this David that has been either hiding or presenting another version of himself to others. It has to come forth. At some point in time, you have to be tired of that runaround. You know, I think we learn it as younger people to do that, but at a certain point in time, say it like you mean it and do what you have to do to get your point across. Of course, being respectful, but we have to learn to be those people. So some people, it takes much longer to find that person and different things like careers, family, marriages and other factors can either speed up the process or totally slow it down. But I feel like it's truly up to us to be as authentic as we can. And the sooner we do it, the better it is. I I feel like it is draining presenting that evil twin every day. And you have to give yourself a break and be genuine and real with yourself. And others will appreciate it. And they will truly love you for who you are. Um, I can bring up this example before I I stop my truth today. I have to bring up this example because I can definitely say my friend Kevin is so accepting of the real me. He gets it. He gets to see and hear how I really talk, how I really think. And he told me something that I think I will carry with me. It was like one of the most valuable things that I carry with me today. He told me something um, that he had never really told me before. And I don't know if he even knows how much that meant to me. But he told me that I should never change the way that I am. And I can remember back in the day when we used to write in yearbooks and stuff like that or just pin something down and everybody said, never change, don't change. Now I actually see how impactful and meaningful those words actually are, even though we were just writing them as cliches. The don't change part is the part we need to recognize because from that adolescent, we, we were in our truest forms as young people. Trust me. And as society begins to program us and we start to think different ways of, of, of how to do things and how we should do this and what is what is politically correct or socially correct and all of these things, we come out of the womb in this, in just the regular form of us. And I think somewhere along the line in high school, even though we were presenting these different people to people, like we were presenting different personalities or however we wanted to fit into these people somewhere along the line those people in high school or junior high wherever you were at in your adolescence got to meet the real you they got to meet the real person of you and they loved it and that's why people say never change and that's why i feel like kevin was like don't change around who you are or what what you say or what you do for anybody. That's what makes you you. You are funny, you got you got different things, little quirks about you that make you the special person you are. So, put hang that evil twin up every once in a while. I, I don't I think we use it as protection like I said. I I want to officially hang up my evil twin forever. Like I want the day to come when I'm like, "Okay, I I no longer need this because I've met the real david but it'll eventually come and i know the time will come when when we're able to put all of those things up and i think we realize it maybe sometimes a little bit later in life but it's important to recognize those signs and when you're not truly being who you're who you are and yeah that's my truth for today. that was chapter five that's my evil twin And I was just saying the other day to someone how important it is to really find yourself. And that journey to finding yourself is never, it's not always fun. You know, there's very lonely times. There's very uh, times where you're just thinking about, you know, past things. But I was listening to something the other day where someone was basically saying, if you continue, yes, it's good sometimes to learn from your past but you can't build your entire life around the past and so that is the journey that I'm actually still on it's, it's an ongoing process of learning from those things but not carrying them with you so you can grow into who you are called to be so that's a very important part of that so I really do hope you enjoyed listening to this specific chapter. Um, I did want to touch really quickly before I go because I had started typing this out on Facebook and then I was like, well, you know, Facebook is for people that, you know, I don't talk to a lot of people on, you know, Facebook on a regular basis. These are just people that are friends with me on Facebook. And I wanted to talk about it a little bit more personally because I wanted to make sure People knew that it's coming from my mind and my mind alone. This is how I think. These are these are how I think about these events that have happened over the past time, from the shooting at the supermarket to the shooting at the school. No matter where it came from, it affects people. And you can tell all around the world people are affected by these things that have happened and these things that are going on in our world. So my outro today is going to kind of be me reading this to you and letting you think on it. Um, I have friends, I have friends that are gun owners, I have friends that are not gun owners that don't agree with a lot of things but this is something that crossed my mind the other day and I just want to share it before I go Um, and this is what I wrote. This may ruffle some feathers but I'm saying it anyways. The only reason people get so worked up about guns having restrictions on them or losing access to them is because of power. Think about it, if lives weren't more valuable than guns why do people kill people or things with a gun. The intention of shooting with a gun is to stop life or slow it down. Think about that. Most killers feel powerful in the moment because they know that the loss of that valuable life will likely affect or shift all of the positive light to a negative force for the time being. I have seen people threaten over the loss of the restriction of this tool saying, if we lose these items, watch what happens. What is that? They love guns or power more than life itself. Let me just say this. If you truly believe that a weapon that can destroy life in seconds is our ultimate freedom, why do we find ourselves in the same vicious cycle? If you truly value lives, you're willing to sit and come to a compromise, which is which may seem unrealistic, but there are solutions that would make a more safe and peaceful world. Lead, by example. A country can wrong their rights, but they have to want to. A land can be healed if they turn from their wicked ways. Do you honestly think those in power care if you run around destroying innocent lives with these tools of destruction? No, because guess who will still have the power after it's all said and done? The protected ones that will be let destroy valuable lives that can actually change the system. I'll never release this in real life, but it's just a thought, and I ended up saying this on here because I felt so strongly about it. So, basically all I was saying is that when you use a weapon like a a gun or any any form you know we were talking about that the other day even on on the plane I said what happened to the days of just you know fighting it out no the extreme now is just shoot if you're feeling a certain way go ahead and and get get that person and I know we try to throw it onto the mental health thing and all of those different things like that And yes it does have something some Sometimes it does have to do with that, but in, in a lot of situations, there are still things that you do, just like a child. If a child is misusing something, like a toy, which I look at guns as like, these are people's toys to me, and and they of course hold a lot more power, but I, I, I feel that way. And I'm gonna speak on that because that's 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 what I feel, but if, if a child does that, what do we do? We find ways around it. We either r- remove that toy from them, or we tell them, this is how you handle this. And I know there are very, there are many responsible gun owners out there and I don't knock anyone for having it because it comes from your experiences. I've never wielded a gun. I've never held one. I don't want to, you know, I may one day, but not at this point. No, I don't want to. But if it all comes down to it, you know, these are the, these are weapons that, that, that we use or or things that we use to feel, you know, either comfort because they hold so much power. It, It makes us feel safe so it is a thing that I've struggled with for a very long time I don't always agree with everyone on on everything they have to say about it but I just wanted to share what I I had in my mind recently about that because it's too real of a subject to just kind of gloss over so even though this had like nothing to do with this episode I hope that you've gotten something from both chapter five and also you've gotten something from what I've said about you know, just this world and the world we live in. Make sure you hit me on all aspects of social media from Instagram at Deluxe Dave. You can also hit me on YouTube. Leave me a comment. Let me know what you think about this chapter also make sure you are hitting up any one of those streaming platforms from amazon music to spotify anchor always hit anchor i love anchor that is where i make my episodes at so if you hit me on anchor that is wonderful also next time we come here we are going to be talking about after the butterflies after the butterflies is going to discuss relationships and how after all of the frou-frou stuff and everything that goes on a relationship when it comes down to the core what happens after those frou-frou and i call them butterfly those butterfly feelings you have in a relationship so i do hope you'll join me for the next chapter where we will get into some relationship things thank you so much for joining me for this podcast episode and i will see you next time on here Until next time, be safe.